Anna Hoffman shares the five steps of a networking strategy that allowed her to build one of the internet's top 50,000 websites for episode 43. Let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, amigos? Welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Growth Podcast. I hope you enjoyed last episode with Marcus Sheridan on the five stages that he considers that a startup's content marketing strategy should have. I'm very chill and relaxed today. Just got back from my sister's wedding at Dominican Republic. I don't know why she chose that place, but it's a beautiful place. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for another episode, which is about a topic that I really, really like. You've heard me mention this topic several times in the past, and that's networking, influencer marketing, and building relationships to build your business. For this, I have Anna Hoffman from Traffic Generation Cafe. Dot com, which is a very popular website that teaches how to create, how to get traffic for your website, different ways, different tactics, SEO, a lot of things that Anna teaches in that website that are wonderful. That I also talk about in Rebel Growth, and I'm sure you're you're gonna like them. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Anna Hoffman. With one of the coolest domain names. I've got with me the author of Traffic Generation Cafe, Anna Hoffman. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. You're so very welcome. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. So, Anna, why don't we, uh, you know, enlighten our listeners into tell them, telling them a little about how it is that you became a traffic generator? <laughs> Okay, absolutely. Um, I, I became the traffic generation. Um, some people call me Tsarina because um, that's sort of a Russian word for um, a wife of a czar. So Tsarina would be the female version of a czar. And I kind of like that nickname. Um, it goes back to my Russian background. I was um, born and raised in Russia. Um, but also is a kind of fun and different. So um, the way I became a traffic zarina was because I had no clue how to drive traffic to an online business I created um, a few years back, and it miserably failed because I have I had absolutely no idea how to get people to see my website. And uh, from that failure grew the desire to learn more about traffic generation and website marketing in general. And um, that's where at first the idea of Traffic Generation Cafe was born. But then also once I blogged for a couple of months, uh, just simply sharing what I've been learning myself and the blog to cough, uh, that's how I knew that I found my niche. How did you come up with the name? Traffic generation. Well, traffic generation obviously is easy because it's a keyword that people might be looking for when they look uh, for information on website traffic. Uh, but cafe is just something that I, I love drinking coffee. Oh, it's one it. of those things that I do. Uh, cafe is always cozy 
and inviting and comfortable. And that's sort of the atmosphere that I wanted to create with, uh, with my website. So that's why I went with a cafe theme for it. So it definitely creates and uh, generates a beautiful branding image. Thank you. I love it. And it's easy for me because, you know, with as much coffee as I drink, I think coffee companies should be um, paying me to advertise them. And I think if, it, oh, oh, that's, that's <laughs> very interesting. Absolutely. And I think if, if uh, you have to list uh, three, for example, uh, characteristics of only marketers and growth hackers, uh, I would bet that coffee is definitely one of them. <laughs> Um, yes, I think it fuels a lot of creativity, that's for sure, mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, waking hours. Yes, um, I I'm actually drinking coffee as we speak right now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and it's what, about two in the afternoon your time, so you don't stop, huh? No, uh, I used to have a coffee curfew, quote-unquote, so that, that I could sleep at night, but uh, I, I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> this is like my third or fourth cup of coffee in the day. I know. My hands are pretty much shaking at Shit. this point. I, I drink espressos and usually, you know, I have five, six. And then at that point, my hands are just, uh, it's hard to type. It, it's really hard to type. It's really hard <laughs> to um, stay cool. Uh, there you, you know. go. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I drink a lot of Nespresso. Oh, I love Nespresso. I it's love one it of too. my favorite coffees. It's uh, it, it's an amazing coffee. I double I double click the the big coffee. You know the button. I make it double. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I double click the small one. Oh, really? <laughs> I like them small but very strong. Huh? I thought it was just uh, the amount of coffee that it poured. No, it's the intensity too. It's not just the amount. Mm. Oh, the things I can teach you about coffee. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we, could, we, we could make a whole a podcast episode about coffee. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right. Anna, um, what were you doing before you started uh, Traffic Generation Cafe? Um, a, a little bit of everything, really. I, I've had quite a diverse um, career of, of, of starting different businesses, both physical businesses and online businesses. I, I did translating services. I've done modeling in the past. I, I was a teacher. I, I mean, just a little bit of everything, but never quite, uh, my heart was never quite there. You know, it was one of those things. I'm one of those people who kept getting into different things, trying to find the one that actually, um, Tickles me. And um, online business, the Traffic Generation Cafe was the one that did it for me. So that's that's the one that I stuck with. I can, I can relate to that story for sure and to that sentiment, um, that feeling. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs also have that um, all, over the, all over the place mentality until they find the one thing that works for them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think that's a great way of finding it because you really do not want to be stuck doing something that you don't enjoy. That's what a nine to five job is. And that's why we don't want to do that so that we end up doing something that we love. So you might as well give yourself the time to find that one thing that um, you love doing and you don't mind doing for years to come. Right. Um, but then again, a lot of people are built for that nine to five uh, lifestyle. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, my husband is one of those people. He thinks he can start a business, but he absolutely is not cut out for it. He needs a paycheck. He needs, you know, structure. And that's absolutely fine. I'm the, the other one, the other way around, you know, I'm the idea gal and I cannot be put in the, in a, a structure frame of any kind so you know to each his own and that's why we're so beautiful and so diverse great so anna for today's topic i want to bring on board um influence influencer marketing okay uh i think it's one of the most important things that a startup or a entrepreneur or a business online business owners should embrace because nothing uh uh, elevates your authority like being endorsed by someone who already has the level of authority that you're looking for, whatever industry you're in. So before we go into a sort of step-by-step -step process that our listeners can implement to start using influencer marketing, why don't you tell me a little, uh, some of the results that you can attribute um, to influencer marketing uh, well, ab absolutely. You know, influence, first of all, influencer marketing is a fairly new and fairly, fairly in topic to talk about, but it's been around for such a long time. It's the same as word of mouth marketing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's basically a way to leverage another person's audience um, to drive traffic to your site or to your product, to your services. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's the one thing that you can do for your business today that will make a huge difference in visibility, in your business vis visibility starting from today. You know, it's not SEO. You don't have to work on, uh, you know, tweaking your SEO techniques. And maybe sometime a few months down the line, Google will recognize you for it and list you um, on first pages for a few keywords. It's not like that at all. You know, it's, it's, it's fairly immediate in some ways uh, and it's rewarding always and it grows exponentially as you start uh, focusing on that type of marketing and as I said basically the idea behind it is leveraging other people's audiences and um, the way you do it is you start building your um, people who you stay in touch with, um, people you build relationships with one person at a time. And once you start doing that and they start sharing your content, obviously the other ones will be more than happy to jump on board because an influencer is already sharing and liking your stuff. So, it, you know, the idea behind it is simple. It works wonders for any traffic, uh, for any website, any business, so much so that pretty much the um, the one traffic generation strategy I do for my site now is influencer marketing. So, and that drives most of the traffic apart from Google, uh, most of the traffic to my site. And what are some specific ways that an influencer would drive traffic to your website? Well, first of all, before they drive traffic to your site, you have to drive traffic to their sites. That's Definitely. But the way what I want people to understand is, all right, because they might not understand, they might not see how it is that that traffic is going to land on your site. It's going to be from a mention on a blog post. Is it going to be from an email or social media? What, what are some ways that you 
have recognized that influencers directly drive traffic to your site? Mm -hmm. um, there are really several, um, there are many, many ways that you can do that. And as you know, I've talked about it at Traffic Generation Cafe extensively. I have written two humongous posts. Um, I think between the two of them, they've been shared about uh, close to 4,000 times on various social media platforms. Whoa. And that just goes to show that, number one, it struck a chord with people. And number two, the way I wrote those posts, they're meant to do exactly what I'm teaching people to do. And that's reaching out to influencers and getting them to share those posts. So it's working beautifully. And... Um, I'm sure we'll be able to provide the links to those posts oh, yeah. for your listeners, right? I'll okay. include those in, in the show notes for sure. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So basically there are two things that you need to focus on. Number one, start being, well, first of all, of course, you need to identify the people who you think might be the right fit um, for your kind of content that you produce on your site or for your business in general. So within your niche, who are the people who are the ambassadors of what you're trying to say on your site? Uh, start, make your list and start listening to what they're doing online. What are they writing? What kind of content do they produce? Where do they hang out? Uh, what social media channels? Do they do videos? Do they mostly write? Do they do podcasts? Kind of start listening to that, and very quickly you'll you'll realize a pattern of you know this person is easier to reach on via this channel, and that one is um, let's say one is in Periscope, the other one is mostly on Google Plus, yet the third one on YouTube. So you kind of start you know figuring that out and start giving first. That's that's the one thing that works the best is you start sharing their content start commenting, contributing to their content, not just um, great post and um, that's about it. You know, that does not work. But I list a lot of specific ways that have been done and have worked and they're really quite amazing. For instance, one of the things that... Um, it, it just, just to give you an example, so once I... Um, when I wrote my first post about influencer marketing and I gave people 10 specific examples of how to, um, to do it in, in real life and practice, uh, one of the uh, people who I consider influencers himself, Martin Shervington, um, he is the guy behind plusyourbusiness.com and uh, he is basically a Google Plus guru. He left a comment on my post saying that my post was so much better than the one he wrote on the same topic that he redirected his post to my blog. Well, that's absolute. I mean, whoa. <laughs> that's like unheard of. Unheard you know, of. <laughs> who does that, right? And even if he wasn't an influencer himself and he did that, he left that kind of comment for me, that would have definitely gotten my attention. And this is what I'm talking about. There are specific things that you can do to grab someone's attention that you might not even think. You know, um, there are a few examples where people 
uh, caught my attention. You know, and, and someone like me, not to brag or anything like that, it's just life. You know, we get a lot of emails and social media messages. And I appreciate greatly all of them, but I don't always, I can't always respond to all of them. However, some people just have a knack, knack for writing it in such a way that I cannot help but respond. For instance, you know, being funny, being clever, being uh, witty in some way, absolutely all the time, 100% draws my attention. So flattery, oh, flattery works so well. I hate to admit it, but that works wonders as well. So there are a lot of things that you can do to draw, uh, to, to be noticed, basically. It doesn't mean that that influencer will start sharing your content right away. But being noticed, being noticed is the first huge step. And then from that point on, you nourish that connection. You continue sharing their information. And the next strategy that works wonders, and for some reason, people really do not do that very often, um, bloggers, content producers, and I don't get it, I don't understand it why, and that's linking out and mentioning other bloggers in, within your content. This is such an important thing to do from different angles. First of all, your readers. Your readers always benefit when you give them specific relevant resources where they can go and learn more on a specific topic. Uh, it, it goes without saying. Now, Google, I think the reason why people don't like doing it sometimes is, number one, it's counterintuitive to send traffic off your site. It but it, you, you have to, just trust me, you have to do it, and that traffic will come back to you. The simple thing that you can do to make sure that the traffic doesn't just leave your website and doesn't come back is make sure that your links open in a new tab. It's, mm -hmm. it's a very simple thing to do. You can do it in WordPress, any other platform, and that ensures that the, you know, the link opens in a new window and they will still come back to your site. They have to. So something as simple as that can be done to ensure that traffic does not leave. But um, also another consideration that people have, I think, is Google. And they think that linking out to other sites hurt their SEO efforts. And that's simply not true. Absolutely. It really doesn't. Because number one, nowhere does Google say that linking out would hurt your SEO. But what um, I recently had a conversation uh, with John Mueller of Google, and he said that linking out does not contribute to your SEO. But then once we dug dip deeper into it, what basically happens is that uh, linking out is good for your readers. And when you send the traffic off your site, that encourages the people that uh, the recipients of the traffic to mention you in return to share uh, your posts on social media, thus bringing the traffic full circle back to your site. And that's actually good for SEO because people are sharing your posts more, they're linking back to your posts, and you are getting the traffic that you sent off your blog tenfold. And that's great for SEO. So you should not have that 
as a consideration of should you link out or shouldn't you link out. And I hated when bloggers or content marketers, uh, let's say, because nobody, not everybody just blogs. You know, I'm sure you have video creators and all kinds of content marketers in your audience. Um, but basically, of course, now I lost what I was trying to say. Link but <laughs> basically, you know, just remember that all of this will come circle back to you um, in terms of traffic, both from Google and pro both and from other sites as well. So that's the point of influencer marketing. And would you would you recommend when you link out um, asking for permission to link to them just to get noticed? You know, that's one of the things that I think does work. Um, people have done that uh, to me before, before linking out. They will ask me if it's okay to do so. And sometimes they will ask, is there a specific post that I would I would like for them to link out to? It's, it's a very considered thing to do, number one. But number two, of course, of course I'm going to notice them. And of course I'm not going to say no, right? So they encourage me... Um, to start a conversation with them. So yes, I think that is a good strategy to uh, start a conversation with an influencer. You know what I do? Um, similar to that, I ask for quotes. So I reach out to people. Um, I say, hey, I'm, I'm writing about, you know, one part of the article is talking about, I don't know, webinars. And I know you're an expert in webinars. Uh, is there a, a custom quote that I could use for you on my post? That works wonderful. Absolutely. It's, it's a great strategy. Now, something to keep in mind, two things. You're actually asking them to work, right? Um, so e even though the quote might not take that long, it might. And sometimes I don't, if somebody asks me for a quote, I don't always get it done because it's work. I don't get it done right away. I file it for later and never get to it. You know, right. And so, but and you're establishing a connection, a conversation. Yes, but only if I respond. Now, right. another right. way of doing it. So let's say, let's take your example. You're contacting someone who is an expert in webinars. And for whatever reason, they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get a quote uh, to you. You can go to their site and look up their uh, blog posts about webinars and get a quote from there and still quote them, still link to them Definitely. and then send them an email saying that you found that quote, you hope it's okay for you to use it. And you know, you take out by doing that, you take out all the pressure and all the work that it sounds like I need to do to respond to your email and you still get that connection. You still get that conversation. So that would be another way of doing it. Actually, it's a better way of doing it. Perhaps, perhaps we should recommend that people go straight to their website, find a quote, and then email and say, hey, I found this quote from you. Is it okay if I use it and link to you? You know, That's a good I, approach. Absolutely. This is a, you're absolutely right. This is a better way of doing it. So here's what happens sometimes. Um, sometimes somebody will email me and ask me for a quote. I take my time, I write the quote, but they never publish the post because they couldn't get enough responses. And that's a shame because you miss out on the opportunity. However, if you 
do it the way we just talked about and you go and get the quote and quote them anyway, you end up writing the post and you end up, you know, not wasting the effort that way. So I, I do agree that that's a better way of doing it. All right. So, okay. So we created a connection, uh, uh, maybe some report or some top of mind awareness. Where do we, do we move from here? Well, um, basically your, um, your goal is for them to start to notice your blog, to like your blog enough to start sharing your content, whether it's on social media or mentioning it, um, on their sites. So that's your end goal. And it takes a various length of time, obviously, to do that. You know, you might have to um, kind of nourish the connection for a year or two. You never know. Mm -hmm. And some bloggers are very responsive and they will say, hey, this this guy or gal are, are doing an excellent job. They're producing good content. Plus, they mention me all the time. The least I can do is to go to their site and share one of their blog posts. So it really just depends on um, what it is that um, that you're trying to achieve, and you have to be patient with this. But I think the uh, the highest response rate that you will get is when you mention them in your blogs, because that encourages them to share. You know, it's flattering when you're mentioned, and the least I can do is to share. So I think that's the quickest way to go. Definitely. Um, once you, okay, so what I see from here, from this is uh, the fact that this is a long, uh, you know, this is for the long haul. You know, getting into influencer marketing, you have to, you have to know that you're going to be on it for, you know, quite some time, a year, maybe two years. Well, I approach it very slowly, very naturally, very organically. You don't want to be pushy, uh, spe specifically because, like you said, um, we got a lot of emails from people, right? Um, a lot of requests. Uh, it's not and not to be rude, but um, if you don't follow up, if you don't stand up to what you promised, if you don't publish the article and then you know uh, nurture that relationship, you are gonna get lost, you know, in a sea of people trying to reach out to those influencers. Um, so be very organically. You're building relationships. Don't be um, uh, selfish. Absolutely. And, and you have to remember that you have to be useful. Just standing out is not good enough. You have to be useful to them and prove to be useful over and over again mm -hmm. to keep their attention. Yes. Um, okay. So now, now we have we have identified influencers we have uh starting giving value and creating report uh linking out uh getting noticed and nurturing the the relationships how do you when does does the time come to actually see some results what are some results that we can expect to see from building these relationships well, it, it really depends on your goal, obviously, but um, I think the minimal result that you can get from this relationship building, this influencer marketing, is to see the increased sharing 
of your post on social media. I think this is the kind of level one of response that you can expect. And sometimes that's all you will get from them. Uh, level two would be for you to, to be mentioned on their uh on their in their blog posts and here you you too can be a, a somewhat proactive you know remember how i said you need to be useful and that is so absolutely true because they need to see something in you that they didn't they couldn't find anywhere else before like for instance some of the examples that i write about in my influencer marketing posts is um, so for instance i wrote a periscope tutorial and uh Periscope is, if you don't know what it is, it's a live streaming app owned by Twitter and it's ever changing like any app out there, you know, and it's hard for me. I keep the tutorial as updated as I can, but I miss out on the feature sometimes. I don't notice something. So I truly appreciate it when somebody adds um, a tip that helps me keep the tutorial updated. And every time somebody does that, I always give them a hat tip in the blog post because that's just the right thing to do. So that's just one example of how you can be useful to an influencer and help them do their job better, which in turn, you know, might get you noticed and might get you mentioned in their blog posts. So again, you know, there is no one formula for every influencer out there. You kind of have to um, be patient and, as you said, do it organically and see what works for each one of them. You know, with some of them, I've been mentioning them for four years now and I still never got mentioned in their blog posts. And that's okay because I still get value from the relationship. I get value from their content. I give value to my audience by sharing their stuff. And that, you know, that really is good enough if you think about it. And whenever they do end up mentioning me in their blog posts, will be the icing on the cake. So, um, yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> uh, any tools, if any, that you have for managing relationships or doing influencer marketing? You know, I, I've, I've tried a few and I kind of sort of find that they're more of trouble than of help. Like, okay. for instance, there are some, um, some co uh, contact management platforms like Nimble. Um, if you go check out nimble.com, um, that might be somewhat helpful. It really depends on what kind of approach, you know, what kind of mindset you are. If you're very structured, um, you like to do it by the book kind of thing, and you like to keep track of everything, um, Nimble might be a good way for you to go. I found it that I was spending too much time keeping track of people in Nimble and not enough time engaging with them. So I, I, my personal approach after doing it a few different ways, I just do it because it feels natural. Um, I follow the people that I want to be in touch with. I share their, um, you know, content because I see it in my Twitter feed or my Facebook or Google plus, uh, that's a better way for me to do it. And every time I write a blog post, I always do research, um, for posts that would, um, 
be relevant and would expand on what I talk about. And um, when I do searches like that, I always try to pick the blogs that I want to link out to that are either someone who has linked out to me in the past and has built relationship with me as my way of thank you, or a link out to an influencer that I would like to build relationship with. So I always, I don't just link out to Wikipedia, you know, Wikipedia does not my, need my link and they could care less if I do or not. Oh, yeah. I always try to find someone who, again, would in some ways appreciate the link from my side. So that's, that's basically my strategy. But again, nimble would be a good one to go. Um, there was an extension. If you use Gmail, there is an extension. Um, oh, you know what? I think they might've discontinued it reportive. That was a very helpful one because you could see, um, the person's contact information sort of in the sidebar in your Gmail, but I haven't seen that in a while. So scrap that. <laughs> but Nimble would be probably a good uh, one to check out for influencer marketing. Right, Hannah, here's here's uh, the Rebel Growth um, signature question: Who is your ideal reader? <laughs> the one who wants to read. You know, truthfully, somebody who actually reads my blog posts. When somebody makes a comment or share something on social media, it makes a huge difference to me when they, when I can see that they actually read the post and that matters to me. Or when they just say, Hey, this was so helpful to me. Thank you for writing it. That makes all the difference in the world. And that's the ideal reader for me. Uh, for instance, one of the things that I do at traffic generation cafe is every Saturday, I publish uh, what I call uh, a weekly marketing skinny. Basically, throughout the week, I read all the marketing news. And I mean all. I mean, I read about 100 to 150 posts per day. Oh, that's Just a lot. It's huge. I, I don't know why I do it other than the fact that I'm really afraid to be left behind and not know what's going on in the marketing world. 100, 100 posts a day? Yes. Whoa. Yes. My Feedly is... is humongous my feedly feed but anyway so uh, you know I, I read the posts I publish the marketing news that I think would make a difference to uh, an average online business owner with a website you know I don't publish news that um, might only pertain to big enterprise companies uh, just something that might be actually helpful and so uh, on saturday i publish a skinny of all the news that i've read throughout the week and it makes such a difference in the world when somebody actually lets me know or when i skip a week or two and they start sending me email what's going on i haven't seen your skinny i have no idea what's going on without you that makes a difference. So a reader who actually reads my blog posts, benefits from them, uses them, and lets me know that they've done that. Anna, any one place that you want to send people to stay connected with you other than the obvious blog? Um, besides the blog, you know, I'm really very social, uh, active on social media, and there is no Google Plus is my platform of choice. So if you have a question, if you definitely want my attention, you need to come to Google Plus, and then Twitter would be my second favorite. 
Um, so, but other than that, you know, I'm pretty, you can pretty much find me anywhere and I will respond if you need to get in touch with me. Wonderful. All right, guys, that's trafficgenerationcafe.com. Anna Hoffman, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you provided a ton of value and people will love you for that. I know I do. Thank you. I love the questions. Thank you so much for, for having me. No, thank you. Take care. Okay, that was a very actionable interview. I hope that you took the necessary notes. Remember that everything mentioned on this episode is going to be at rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 43. And if you have five minutes to spare, I would extremely appreciate if you could head on over to iTunes and leave a review for the Rebel Growth Podcast. Really, I mean, I put on so much work into this podcast to serve you. Um, I just want to see if I'm actually achieving what I want to achieve with helping you guys. So by going there, it would be an excellent way to let me know. It would also help the podcast grow on the iTunes ratings. And you know what? You know, this is all about marketing. So it's a way of helping each other and I will really, really appreciate it. So thank you for so much in advance uh, for doing that. Until next week's episode, take care, implement what you learn, and keep in the world.